the piece of music we're listening to in the background is the outro theme music from the historical audio drama 1865. Today, we'll break it down and get into why and how it's made. You're listening to How I Make Music, where the musicians of audio drama get to tell their own stories. In this show, we'll break apart a song, soundtrack, or composition and investigate the insights into how it was made. My name is Lindsey Graham. I'm a composer, sound designer, and podcast host and producer from the United States. And this is How I Make Music. Some days ago, I retired very late. I could not have been long in bed when I fell into a slumber, for I was weary. Welcome back to How I Make Music, 1865 by me, Lindsey Graham. Thanks for listening in. I soon began a dream. Before me rested a corpse wrapped in funeral vestments. Around it were stationed guards. 1865 is a historical audio drama uh, that tells the story of the aftermath of President Lincoln's assassination. His body was moved from the Ford to a house across the street. Doctors are currently attending him and his condition is critical. You heard him, Captain. On the double. Yes, sir. The protagonist is uh, largely forgotten in American history. Uh, he was the Secretary of War at the time. Where is the First Lady? She refuses to leave the President's side. Would you like to see him, sir? No, 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 not now. Send for Robert Lincoln. Have him escort the First Lady back to the White House. It's done. He really rose to the occasion and tried to put the country back together in this, this fraught time. Right out, old gal. You sockologizing old man trap. Six separate tyrannies. A period in American history that still reverberates today. When I was thinking about a, a Civil War-themed show, I mean, you, you immediately think of, of the Ken Burns documentary and those, and those fiddles. And while violin is the lead instrument, I wanted the rest of the score to sound nothing like what you would expect a Civil War documentary, for instance, to sound like. And I was, I was inspired by uh, Cliff Martinez's score for uh, The Nick, their use of, of modern, dark synthesizers was really uh, not something you would expect. Conflict. Tenseness. So I wanted to borrow that, that methodology. I think what was striking about Cliff Martinez's score uh, was how, how anachronistic he was. Uh, he, he just went very far in the direction that he, he sought. Uh, and I think you can hear that. At the same time, I also wanted to, you know, nod to the the era, and uh, and so uh, there's a recording of an old song, Shenandoah, by Bill Frizzell that uh, that I really enjoy. Bill Frizzell, in general, I enjoy. 
and it speaks to you know kind of a a very Americana feel to it. Uh, it's it's got a lot of open uh, wide intervals in it, and um, that's where my head was when I started writing this, and and so it it, it went in that direction. I wrote this as, as I do most things uh, on guitar first. Starting on the guitar keeps me honest, I suppose, and uh, and it's where I, I I feel most comfortable. Harmony usually comes to me first uh, before melody, although one can lead to the other. Like I mentioned, I, I wanted a, a synthesized sound. You spend hours and hours auditioning sounds, and sometimes you create some. I did want to bring period acoustic instruments into it, but mangle them. They're time-stretched and distorted, but it's violin and, and acoustic guitar and mandolin. Take a listen. gone too far with the modern synthesizer sound. It became too close to uh, a, uh, a Stranger Things kind of feel. Uh, so I, I needed to back off and do something else, uh, lest I be compared to, to this very popular thing. And it wasn't the right feel anyways. this instance, though, uh, I composed the entire thing over a low A pedal tone. And the song is mostly in, in D. But it felt too static this time. And so I, I was surprised when I moved away from the, the, the low pedal tone to a, a more standard bass uh, that followed the harmony, that, that it suddenly opened up a great deal. I remember the shift from, you know, there's a B-flat chord, and the A underneath the B-flat chord was just not working. Once I went to a regular harmony, uh, then, then it just opened up and it felt a lot better. You want to be complex and, and, and clever, but sometimes you can outsmart yourself. A pedal tone or a drone 
the name comes from the organ, in which you know that the lower register is, is played with your feet on pedals. And so oftentimes, and especially in organ music, uh, an organist will just plant their left foot on a very low octave uh, uh, note and hold it, even though the, the harmony above it moves. And uh, it has a it has a rooting effect. Um, and uh, but you can you can reverse it and have a high pedal tone, which you will hear very often in orchestral music with a high string note. Um, and it, it also does the same thing. It, it keeps it uh, in place, even though things are changing. Period pieces like 1865 uh, usually use historical music, and here the violin is the the lead voice. Everything else, though, is aggressively synthesized. The violinist in this case was Becky Howard, a good friend of mine. We recorded her just playing long waves of notes, uh, single notes that I, I recorded and sampled. And that allowed me to manipulate her, the same violin that's in the, the, the lead instrument, into a much different <laughs> beast, a, a synthesized, distorted, mangled sound that nonetheless is not a synthesizer. It's not a circuit-derived uh, sound. It has all the organicness of, of a real acoustic instrument, even though it's not recognizable anymore. Maybe that comes across uh, even though you wouldn't know it. The, the tempo that I chose was deliberate to also provide uncertainty and tension. The arrangement, especially those synthesizers, could be counted off pretty fast. While the violin, the melody, is, is very slow. It feels halftime. And so this is, this is deliberate. I chose 65 or 130, um, depending on how you count it. And that simultaneous feeling of, of fast and slow, I think really does a good job of achieving the uncertainty and tension that I was looking for.
So this being an American story about American history, uh, you can't go too far without thinking about American classical music. And, and Aaron Copland is certainly probably the king there, at least the progenitor. One of the things that makes American pastoral music like Copland's sound the way it does is uh, the use of, of wide intervals. These are notes that are far away from each other. If you take a listen to the just the first few notes of the melody. You will hear a, a very open, wide sound. They're almost all fourths and fifths. So when you think of a symphony tuning up, you're hearing a bunch of fourths and fifths all together. These intervals are often heard in this type of music. But when the melody leaps like this, between these, these large intervals, it has a, a call to action feel. Any sort of heroic music will usually use one of these intervals, probably on a brass instrument. That's about it for this week's episode. We'll listen to the full track in just a moment. But before we do that, thank you for listening to How I Make Music. Catch new episodes on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else. We've been listening to music featured in the audio drama called 1865. Be sure to catch season two, which comes out this month, April 2021. To hear the full story or to check out my other compositions, follow the links in the show notes. We video recorded the making of this episode. Check it out and support the show by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash how I make music. How I make music is created by John Bartman. For audio experiences that keep people listening, contact John Bartman via the show notes. And now here's the theme from 1865 in its entirety. My name is Lindsey Graham, and thanks for listening to How I Make Music. We'll catch you next time.